Uh, hi, Chris. It's Danny Hatch. It is August 1st, 2016, the year of our Lord. Um, I got your very kind email the other day, and I am very interested in your offer. And as per what we discussed, here is um, kind of a little real sort of my best stuff that wasn't already on the best of CD I already put out because I am going to have to charge you for that and I don't want to have to charge you right now. So I figured, look, you want me on the Nerdist. I want me on the Nerdist. We both know that I am one of the most bona fide, excellent, talented podcasters out there. And I'm really excited to show you what I got, show you my stuff. I'm going to play you some clips of mine throughout the years of this show that will sort of give you a feel for like what I can do as a broadcaster and as like a like a hu- like a human being what my capacities are um some have called me a, a savior of radio which doesn't make sense to me considering that I work mainly in the podcasting genre slash medium but I think it's still a compliment and I think that it could still be applied to me if you're there thinking of branching artist out into terrestrial radio I have been called the savior of radio so All I'm saying is I really could use the work. So please, I hope you enjoy this reel. This is the official That's the Show of Danny. Danny Hatch, reel. This covers the years, gosh, probably 2013 to 2016. So you're really getting sort of the full range of my capabilities. And you can even kind of see how I've... um, how I've grown and changed over the years, but why am I why am I even wasting your time with this? Why don't I just let me explain it to you? Um, so, without further ado, here is uh, the first clip. This uh, this is more like a field trip into my brain than it is a show. One thing that has happened to me. One thing that. Has- so that's the first clip, and I think that was a really good indicator of what you can expect from the show. It is a field trip into my brain. Um, don't know really what else to say about that, but it is a good clip, and I wanted to play it for you, Chris, because I feel like you appreciate that sort of f- smart language that I just used, because I think it's a metaphor, right? Field trip into my brain. I think that's what is technically um, a metaphor. But look, I'm not just a fucking egghead. I'm not this highbrow, frou-frou, uh, you know, academic nut job. I'm also a man of the people. I also... um Look, I fuck, I have sex, I come, I masturbate, I do it all. I'm not some like, you know, cleanliness is godliness and godliness is dead just like me kind of guys. I really get in the nitty gritty um, and I think this next clip is really going to demonstrate that. And in fact, I think I could even uh, be like kind of a cool like double header with Sex Nerd Sandra with all of the... um, like really cool, like and super open-hearted um, and positive, sex-positive stuff I have on my show too. So here's the next clip, Chris. Hope you enjoy. One thing that has happened to me, and I might have said it on the show before, is I would I would uh, masturbate with shampoo. 
as lubricant. Mm-hmm. And then when, when it gets in the pee hole. And that's brave right there. Not a lot of people would admit that sort of thing, even if it, it happened literally over a decade ago. And at this point, who cares about that sort of thing? But not a lot of people would be brave enough. But Chris, I'm brave enough. You, Nerdist needs this kind of bravery. No offense, Chris, and I'm not pulling rank here or trying to step on anyone's toes, but Venertis is not known as being the most daring, risk-taking podcast network, and I think you need someone fresh and cool like me to um, really open it up for you. So let's hear the rest of his clip, and you'll find out how fresh and cool and sexy I can be. (gasps) That's very bad. And also what's bad is it dries the skin out (gasps) terribly. So... And it does. I'm not lying about that. It really, really hurt when I did that. But I don't want to interrupt anymore. We're just going to hear the clip. I'm not going to taint this with my commentary. Oh. After a couple shampoo jerks, <laughs> uh, a like a little, you know, when snakes shed their skin. And that's, that's smart, too, because I know about animals and I know that a lot of your listeners care about animals and stuff. So I know facts about animals like that, like that snakes shed their skin every once in a while. Like yeah. Some skin had formed around my penis of dry skin, like a, a whole, like a cast of dry skin. But the good news was the hair down off. there is just glorious. Oh, it's glorious. And she, you, uh, what you are hearing uh, is Hemda, who is the girl of Keith and the Girl, which is currently the network I'm on. She is, do try to tune her out as best you can. She is a non-entity. You will hear other voices in here, but it's really all about me. This is really a showcase of me. Uh, you're going to hear Keith later completely uh, just just X him out in your head. Apply a filter in your head that just removes Keith and Hemda and every other voice from the equation because it's really just about me. Uh, and I hope that once I join the Nerdist, I will be paired with some uh, co-hosts who respect boundaries more and don't talk so much and step in on your shit when you're trying to do something. So... All right, no more interruptions. We're going to finish the end of his clip, and then we will talk later. It's, it's easy to manage. <laughs> it's got the dandruff uh, is gone. Yeah, but that that really freaks me out seeing that thing. I was like, oh, my God, what have I done to my wow. dick? That was that was bad. So do, do not uh, masturbate using shampoo as lubrication. Today's show is a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Uh, hello, Nerdist. Are you calling? Okay, I'll pick up. Um, yeah, sure. I'll do a fucking sex advice show for you. That sounds awesome. Um, that might be what Sex Nurse Sandra is. Haven't actually given it a listen yet, but I think it could be good. But let's not dwell on the sexy stuff right now. We will probably get back to it. But look, I can also make um, smart, cool jokes about race and stuff that are, uh, you know, hot button issues that people might always not want to touch in 2016. I can be the one to do that. Um, so why don't we hear an example of me being really brave and stuff and tackling race head on. You guys hear about the Starbucks race thing? Usually my conversation about race happened at bars only. So I'm excited to see what kind of zippy energy <laughs> coffee brings to the mix. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And see, that's the sort of brave, ribald, uncompromised, extremely, extremely white perspective that I feel is lacking in today's discussions of race tensions and where we go from here. And I think that it would be an excellent fit for the Nerdist, uh, a common Danny's take on everything. So consider it. But I understand uh, if that is too edgy for you, I get it. I know that it's a tough uh, bridge to cross. I know that not everyone is as brave as me and will make such brave 
and obviously 100% correct statements. Um, and that's cool. I can do nerdy shit also. I know that your guys love nerdy shit. I know it. Believe me, do I know it. They are obsessed with the nerdy shit. And so am I. Chris, I love the nerdy shit. I'm so good at talking about the nerdy shit. In fact, why am I even wasting your time telling you how good I am at talking about the nerdy shit? Why don't I just tell you some of the nerdy shit that I like and play? Feels like we're not even recording. And there was a bit of a preamble to this clip, but I promise you we will get to the nerdy shit. So hang in there. I mean, I know we are. We're just saying what it feels like right. in my heart. feels like this is one of those dreams where it all goes bad. Why? And you're in the midst of it. No. And like, you ever, I had a dream once. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is eighth it. grade. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not 14 years old. <clears throat> okay. And uh, my whole basketball team was in my room. Oh, wait. It's after in the, this. In the dream. But I'm in my like bed. This. I'm asleep. And I keep waking up because I'm embarrassed they're around, but then I fall back asleep. Like, maybe you guys could have a sports show. Like, I played basketball in the eighth grade. I have some modicum of knowledge about sports. I don't know if modicum of knowledge is a good phrase to say, but if it's not, I won't say it. But just all I'm saying is, literally, I will do anything. I will will host any type of show. I can do sports. I can do nerd stuff. I can do anything. So, going to keep the clip going. Uh, it's going to be a hot minute before it gets to the nerdy shit. I forgot how much preamble was in this one, but I swear to God, the nerdy shit will be so good when we get to it. Dream. I get embarrassed. I keep trying to cover up because I slept in the nude back then. Okay. Uh, it was just a, just a funny thing. Are they laughing at you? One of my stress dreams. No, like my coach is mad. Like a team meeting is happening. Like it's oh, practice okay. and my coach is mad because I keep falling asleep at practice, but they're having it in my room, in my bed. Right. It's very odd. Now, at one point do you think, wait a minute. They should be embarrassed. They're in my bedroom. No, I practice. was not that person back then. Right. I did think, <laughs> and then I snuck the sheets into the laundry machine. Oh, my goodness. You ever have a wet dream? Yeah. I had a wet dream once. Oh, here oh, we sorry. go. This is it. Go ahead, please. <laughs> That's it. And yes, there's more sex stuff that I could do. What was it about? Do you remember? Sex and nerdy stuff. No I one's ever done that. Especially yeah. not sex nerd Sandra. I remember. I, I've had a lot of them. This is the one that freaks me out the most. That eighth grade one was a joke. I didn't really have a wet dream. Okay. Then. But I did have a dream, and this freaked me out for a while. <laughs> was, I had a dream that I was a detective. Okay. And long story short, I end up butt-fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> and I go... I'm sorry, and then you go... <laughs> I came. <laughs> and they really just threw me for a loop. So, long story short, I did have a dream about butt-fucking Harry Potter... And I did come on my grandmother's couch while we were staying there over summer vacation. And it was a little bit embarrassing. But the point is, Chris, I know the nerdy shit. I'm so good at the nerdy shit. I can talk to you about, here's what I know. I can talk to you about Harry Potter. I can talk to you about Star Trek and Star Wars. I can talk to you about lore. What is it? It's not Lies. That's a Lord. Hang on. We'll all um, just uh, Chris, like check your email for a second while I figure this out. Um, Lord of the Things is it Lord of the? It might be Lord of the Things. I know Lord of the Things. I can definitely talk about that. Um, Back to the Future. That's got to count as a nerdy thing that I'm good at talking about. Um, and so many more, countless more examples, and also countless more that um, 
have women and people of color as the main characters and not just um, white dudes because I promise you, I have very diverse taste, Chris, um, and I will bring a lot to your network. So, nerdy shit, consider me for it. I know that I am talking to the best of the best when it comes to nerdy shit, but I would really like a chance on your network to talk about nerdy shit with you. Now, speaking of nerdy shit, I can also do like gross... Um, like body horror shit. And I'm also really good at interviewing people and getting them to open up about these really um, fucked up experiences in their life where like some gross shit happened in their bodies. So maybe that could be a show like Danny's. uh, What could we call that one? We could call it Danny's gross body shit the podcast i love it let's hear a clip of it i uh when i was a little kid i walked around the farm in portugal and this by the way who are you this is a treat for you christopher and i will offer us as a package deal this is rosa 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 she is a neuroscientist and a phd candidate at i don't know maybe you've heard of it mit which stands for men isn't the only ones who get to go there they also let women go because women are smart but she goes there and she also happens to be my girlfriend, but that's not like the only thing that defines her. And isn't that so progressive of me to say, and she is wonderful and you'll hear her, you'll hear her on this clip and she, you can, I will happily bring her with me if you like her. If you don't like her, she's gone. She's done. I'm dumping her, but I have a feeling you like, I don't mean dumping her. Like I'm going to break up with her because I don't let my bosses dictate my love life. But I do mean like as a creative partner, I, I definitely will dump her if you don't like her. So please let me know specifically what you think about Rosa in the email that you send me when you hear this, but I think you're going to like her. Barefoot, which you're not supposed to do because uh, there are these little tiny worms that can crawl into your feet, get in your bloodstream, and then they will live in your intestines forever. Well, until you get medicine, but like I, so I did this once and I got medicine. Oh, it did get in there. Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of tiny little like hookworms like, in my shit. You look at your shit and there's a bunch of worms your, dancing. What's in shit? It. Like I, you wipe your ass with toilet paper and you look to make sure that like you finished wiping and like if you look or even before just to look like you ever look when you blow your nose. Yeah, you yeah, look. Sure, sure, sure. There's worms dancing in it. So I would tell my I told my grandma, I was like, I got there's worms in my poop. So I went and I got medicine. Like I had to poop in a Tupperware for the doctor, right? And they're still moving. They're dancing. They live in your shit. They live there. Wow. They like, okay, but the fucked up part was that um, I did it again, like a second time the next summer. And because I didn't like making mistakes and didn't like admitting that I'd made the same mistake oh. more than once, I didn't tell my parents. I was like, I guess, Rosa, You're gonna we die now. have worms now. We're just going to live with worms <laughs> for the rest of our life. And for like three or four years. No. Yeah, yeah. No. For like three or four years as a child, oh. I just had worms. I had just resigned myself to like, <laughs> that's how much face I wanted to oh. save. Man, let mistake. me just like, say, oh. she said, I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing with her, no matter what she tells you. So bear that in mind too, Chris. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry for interrupting. A lot of money on fishing bait, though. Anytime she wanted and to fish. I never- could- and I know that wasn't the best joke, the fishing bait worm joke. I was a little nervous because my girlfriend was talking about some really weird gross shit that happened in her body, but I have grown and changed since then, and I think that makes me a good candidate to host the Danny Talks About the Weird Body Shit With You podcast. Honestly, I never actually got treated eventually like my body defeated the worms. It, it didn't years. affect. It didn't affect how you hear f- that. She's a fighter. Okay, I'm done. Who knows? It might have kept me thin, like I was a thin child, and Wor- my body does not look like you know. I didn't. I didn't stay thin. Worms are probably Stop coming out honey. in your sleep. Oh, I'm sure. And dancing. Like, look at that. No body shaming. I told her to stop it, honey, when she was making fun of her body or whatever. So 
I'm sensitive and I'm smart and I'm good for being on your network, Chris. Like if story. I scratched my butt crack, there were worms oh! under my fingernail. You know, so oh, like that's as hard hitting as it gets. And I swear to God, I promise I'm done interrupting and I'm just going to play the rest of the clip. There's two minutes and 18 seconds. I'm just going to stare into the camera at you while we finish this. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Wait, what do you mean? Were they constantly coming out? They were like, that That was where they lived was in my ass and right outside of my ass. And uh, so, I was hoping, I, this is the really worst part, I was hoping that my brother would get worms. Like I didn't uh -huh. ever put them in his life, but I was hoping that just by like living in the same house, maybe he'd get them. And then if he got medicine, I'd be like, can I take some too just in case? Right. So you would like put worms in his butt when he's sleeping? I wasn't. Oh, You've thought God. about it though, which is almost as bad. It's some, so sometimes when you take off your underwear, are there worms ah! there? No, I don't remember there being worms in my underwear. But <laughs> of course they are because they were in your butt crack for I mean, probably like eggs. eggs. Maybe their eggs were in the underwear. I don't know. But then they go in the washing machine. Did you used to like look at it all the time? I used to, yeah. When I would down. wipe, I would like look and I'd be like, they're still here. We're still living with worms. Okay, like, it's not. They're not there anymore. It's okay. Yeah, it's Danny doesn't she have. She clearly words. survived. I don't like. I'm done. When, it, when you think that's okay, my parents do not know that this happened. By the way, well, we're gonna send them an email. Yeah, <laughs> when you think this is okay, <laughs> they do now. By the way, I don't think you have a right to tell people when it's okay and not to fart. You're wrong about the ass. We're not telling you when it's okay to fart. We're telling you. We're how telling much better you our relationship are. is way healthier yeah. than everyone else's oh, because we have a it. level of comfort and openness and vulnerability. Yeah, we call it doing the worm. Honesty. <laughs> <She> <laughs> My mother's built-in friends. It's a bunch of built-in friends. I have worse now. And I wasn't gonna say it, but I'm glad you said it. My mother said that when I was younger, I had a, an ear infection so bad, but I didn't say a word. She's like, I don't know how you weren't screaming from pain. The only reason that she found out is because like shit like like pussy like hang on one uh, second what infection started can you hear this i don't know if it's picking up on the mics but i don't know if you can hear the sirens there's sirens outside i live in new york city that's like really gritty and like whoa there's always like you know cop shit happening and like you know they call it new york gritty for a reason so maybe like i could host a show about like being um like a gritty new yorker who uh lives in new york and is from new york out of my ear because it was just full of infection <laughs> and she's like how are you not screaming from pain i'm like didn't want to bother anyone well anyway this was an excellent topic <laughs> i'd like to move on rosa has an now wow right like i was kind of speechless after that because i was like that was so powerful the way i got them to open up about those like really intense harrowing experiences and i think if there's one thing that comedy podcast listeners want it's stuff that makes them cringe and feel uncomfortable and certainly not laugh i mean i found a lot of success going down that particular road so if you want, I really think that I would make an excellent candidate for the Danny Talks About Weird Body Shit Show. But look, that doesn't have to be. I am a renaissance Dan. I have so many potential avenues I could take with this fucking, and I won't swear as much. I'm just swearing because I'm nervous, Chris. And I'm so nervous because if I could just speak to you for a second, you are really one of my people who exist. So I'm very nervous talking to you. But my point is... There are a lot of different branches that I could, you know, like hang from. I'm good at talking. I'm good at listening. That's two in case you couldn't see. And I'm good at making good podcast reels. 
And speaking of good podcast reels and good interviews, look, what is a comedy podcast without a celebrity guest? That's what gets the downloads. You know, you've been there. I've been there. You're looking through a podcast. You're like, hmm, this seems interesting, but I'm not quite sure yet. Why don't I listen to an episode with a celebrity that I know and I'll see if this is for me. That's usually the episode that brings a lot of listeners into the podcast is the one with a big name. And I have a lot of those. I have been lucky enough to interview a whole lot of big names, including movie star. And I do say movie star because he's the star of a movie right now and has been before. But especially now, it seems like his um, star is rising. Chris Gethard. And let's hear that. And I want you to take note, uh, Chris Hardwick, not Gethard. Um at what a truly confident interviewer sounds like. And I know this is going to sound cocky for me to say, but I think I could teach you a thing or two when it comes to interviewing celebrities and staying cool and comfortable in front of them. And now, ladies and gentlemen, oh, I like wow. to introduce my guest. <laughs> you see this piece of paper? <laughs> Chris is written real big on top. <laughs> my name is written in italics, underlined, bold, like size. I, would- that, I don't know if you uh, could could tell or not but that uh, new voice is chris gethard like, here's my third and final guest star know. of don't think twice and the chris gethard show on fusion the exclamation points chris gethard ladies and gentlemen wow hi welcome to the show my man thank you for having me back my man you hype your show is often the saddest talk show yeah i would like to challenge that <laughs> okay okay chris we're what about that huh i could host the saddest talk show that would be cool Free Kleenex under your seat. Everyone gets a free box of Kleenex. Okay. Fine. And everything's going to be good. So I just want you to know that. <laughs> I had a plan for a show where yeah. I was going to point out the hilarity of Chris's and my relationship with dramatically increased uncomfortability. I do know now that the word is discomfort. You get it. And what the I word did, is discomfort. Thank you, Chris. The word is discomfort. I like uncomfortability a lot. I didn't. I was messing up. Slight discomfort. And now, how's the show song. going it's, so far? Is it fitting your vision? It's really not. And I'm so beating myself up about that. But well, in don't another beat way, yourself up. I don't want you to feel bad, but I feel like you kind of maybe pushed it too hard. I did push it too hard. And it got to a real genuine place. It did get to a genuine place. And for and that, you could feel I it. You could feel truly, my actual reaction. I am truly, truly sorry about can that. We, you can agree with if that. If I could take back time, and believe me, I wish I could, I would absolutely take back that moment. I thought it would be funny like we would hold hands Because you'll the agree, camera, last like we time together. it felt playful the whole time, and I, there, was an actual, there was an actual... Last time, I don't know if it was as playful. As you think. I was really upset with myself. Really? I had yes. so much fun. Oh, God damn it, Chris. And we didn't even have to do this. <laughs> I thought we, I thought I needed to fix something. No. You don't fix what's not broken, Danny. Gosh darn. Anyway, Chris, I think we're doing well. And of course, we can hang out tomorrow. That's fine. You haven't been able to make eye contact with me for like 10 <laughs> I'm minutes. trying to, because I'm trying to. <laughs> Trying to get the microphone as juicy as possible, you know, but we'll look at each other. Chris, I am afraid of letting you down and I feel like I'm overworking. You're not going to let me down. I'm trying to impress you. you, How could you let me down? Because dad, it's different. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Now, if there are a number of words that I could use to describe what I just heard, I would say confident. I would say good interview. I would say not at all awkward. And I would certainly say... 
I am happy with my decision to reach out and grab Chris Gethard's hand while I was interviewing him. And I would also say that he was, he was very receptive to that uh, idea and plan that I had. And he went along with it like a champ. He really, Chris Gethard, I have to say, one of the best improvers in the nation. He yes-ands with the best of them. And I think that that clip is a perfect example of that. So I can do celebrity stuff. I mean, you put me in front of Mark Maron. Mark Maron's going to get right back on cocaine. He's going to say, there's no point to this. Danny is as good of a podcaster as it gets. I don't want Mark Maron. And I know Mark Maron's not on your network, Chris, but I don't. Hardwick, not Gethard. I'm in a weird mode right now, having just heard that, uh, because of how confident it was. But I don't want Mark Maron to kill himself. I'm sorry, Mark, because we all know that's what's going to happen. If he does cocaine again, his heart's going to explode like a balloon filled with uh, pizza sauce. But I do want him to know that I'm a much better celebrity interviewer than he is. I, I think you could hear from that last clip um so yeah this is i know that this is um you know kind of a loot yeah i don't know how um what's the word that i'm looking for well produced that your usual podcast network reels are but i think no matter what this one's a breath of fresh air and i also know I heard from a little birdie that Vin Ernest is trying to branch out from the strictly comedy genre and get more into the true crime aspect of shows like Serial. That was a big one. Uh, Serial season two. That was also one. Um, making a murderer fan podcasts. Those are a bunch of them. So there's all sorts of true crime shows out there. And look. I can do that too. I don't want to keep bragging about myself and what an awesome podcaster I am, but I have a lot of shit in my wheelhouse that I can pull from at a moment's notice. And I'm this next clip I'm going to play for you. The last clip I'm going to play for you is myself and my guest, Christy Cella, who's a wonderful comedian. You might know her from Comedy Central's Roast Battle, another star, uh, discussing one of the scary true crime things she found herself embroiled in and really take note at what a good, thoughtful smart funny interesting well-read and um attractive sounding interviewer i am in this final clip now chris you were saying something before the show that i kind of wanted to follow up on we were talking about our friend marcia belsky and her kill all men movement yes and you said well i'm one step closer to her message being heard what did you mean by that oh gosh can't believe you're going to bring this up on the air. We do have a hard-hitting stuff here, and I would say this huh? is one of the best of the year already. Huh? I haven't even heard the story yet. Okay. Well, Marsha, I've, I've always been really inspired mm-hmm. by Marsha. I'd love to hear her own solo show. Oh, my on gosh. On this network. <laughs> Marsha, if you're listening, Press got an in. opportunity for you. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what happened? Can we, let's just dive into it. This is a safe space. We're behind a paywall. Yeah, I'm sure no one's listening. Cops, well, that's... <laughs> Just kidding. You're more right than not. But no, I mean, there was... Um, okay, oh, God, all right. Do you remember years ago when everyone was, like, debating whether or not that dress was, like, black and white? Yeah, Or white ago. and gold? Uh-huh. Do you guys remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. That day, I killed a man. okay. That did he see it differently than you? Well, how did you see it first? I bet you're intrigued. Are you white and gold or blue black? 
I, the craziest part is I saw it both. Mm. And I actually saw it as a rainbow. And I was the only person that saw it that way. Do you think that like fucked your brain up and made you, what happened? Just, what was the final straw? Honestly, I was just with this guy and we were on a date. Oh, nice, nice. And we were talking about it and like, no, Danny. Okay, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not judging. You ever fucked a dead guy? It's kind of fun. It's not that fun. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I just run out. You yeah. my little flip flops. Well, R- rigor um, mortis is stronger than it looks. <laughs> Science term. Surprisingly <laughs> stiff. I know them. So you uh, were on a date. I was on a date and all day long I had just been so upset about that dress. Mm. Like, it was I, mean, infuriating. I couldn't stop thinking about it. You guys remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, Rosa, just, my girlfriend, is like the expert on the dress. So she would love to What did she think this. it was? She knows it's blue and black. So you're half right. But is it? Oh no, she's gonna yes. kill Rosa. Oh no! You know, I just think that I I went into the state being like, not today. You know, not sure. sure. Not is it today. like a Tinder guy, Bumble? Bumble. Bumble. He was a financier. Ooh, he could afford to Financier, die. exactly. Mm-hmm. Marsha you know? would be very proud if I, she really she was proud. I told her. Can I get like pointers from you because I feel like yes. with Marsha on the rise, I'm gonna have to kill a man too. Yes. And like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. And again, really, no, that would, no I, would, I know that that is such a distracting, interrupting presence when he just yells like that. I promise that that won't be an issue once I'm in the safe haven, once I've taken refugee under the watchful eye of Nerdist Enterprise. But lay low during this. I would take yeah. it easy. I'm trying to make as little splash as possible. Like, what do you think? Like, I want to be on the good pencil list. Pencil is good. Mm. You have to, I think. Be aware of your surroundings. Okay. Every every time you approach a room, think what objects could I use for murder mm. in this room, oh and God. have them within an arm's reach, like this paper towel roll. Honestly, if you want to kill hard enough, mm-hmm. anything turns into a murder. Thank hard? you for believing in what me. What about like a bowl of soup? Could I drown someone in it? Yes. When think there's a will, it. there's a way. Mm. And so I knew going into this date that. Brock was just going to be berating me with questions about this dress. And I told him, listen, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to enjoy myself. Enjoy you. I want to enjoy this chicken Caesar salad Mm. and maybe have sex. Dressing on the side or dressing on the lettuce? (laughs) On the side. Of course. course. I'm a lady. Well, you're just not an insane person. (laughs) So this guy, I want to just get a real picture of this guy. In terms of um, Christian Bale characters, was he the Christian Bale financier from like the big short or the Christian Bale financier from like... Uh, the other one, American well, the Wall Psycho. Street? Oh, American Psycho. I think he was more American Psycho. Okay. He was, yeah, he was more American Psycho, and he had like a very big forehead, kind of like picture like a like a mixture between like a caveman and a Neanderthal, a Neanderthal, and a Sasquatch. Ooh, hairy. Mm. He was really, he was very hairy, which oh, I'm really it's all into. Greek to you, isn't it? I like on my profile. I was like, if you're hairy, message me. Yes, hairier the better. So is this like, do you have a taste for blood now? Um, You know, it's funny because I've been feeling like this need to murder for like years, like before this happened, before the dress. And it was like, I really just scratched that itch. So surprisingly, I don't feel, I feel, I feel like it changed me. So now I'm like fulfilled Ah. and I don't think I'd have to murder again. You scratch the itch. I scratch the itch. You know the thing about itches, right? You gotta scratch them. They come up in different places. Oh, hell yeah. So, 
We'll get that list you from Marsha and we'll be on it. Yeah. So just, how did you do it? Well, I we need were, the deets. I mean, okay. I mean, I if you can stomach it. Is that a clue? I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I told you, I, I had told him he started to bring up the dress and I just really kind of shut off. I was like, oh. listen. <sighs> started seeing, forget black and blue, like you're seeing red. And, and then as he's saying this to me, I'm picturing the dress and I'm trying to like, I'm picturing all the colors that I saw and it just caused me a lot God, of anxiety. That's so awful So for I you. said to him, I was like, listen, I, I need to be excused. Sure. Very polite still. I had to be, you know, I, I'm, I, I grew up in the South. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, too. I'll take my sweet iced tea to go. Exactly. So, so I went to the even, bathroom. I I'm sorry myself, to and I'm cut looking this at off, Chris, but even that could be something. It's like maybe I'm talking about like the Southern experience, the true, you know, Southern boy's life uh, in the world. Think about it. And I'm just like, Christy, what? Like everything just started to like come to me at once. Like I was like 23 years old. Mm. I like was like struggling to find myself as a woman and just like really just being like so fed up with these like fuck boys, like this fuck boy nation. I hate fuck boys. And I, right? I like the fuck boy nation. Cool. It's kind of a contradiction <laughs> for me. And as I'm looking in the mirror. Good videos on fuck boy nation. The corner of the mirror. And did I mention I'm bisexual, Chris? So that could be something too, right? People love a good bisexual white male. It's broken. Okay. There's like a shard. And it's like you're you're looking at your reflection. And you're like a piece of me is missing. A piece of me is missing, and like something there's this dead. shard of mirror. Okay. And like honest to God, it sounds like I mean we hear it, and like when we watch these killer shows, like I don't remember, yeah. but like truly, you remember it all. So I remember it all. <laughs> I, I I journaled about it because I was like I can't forget this. Do you play it back in your head when you need to come? Every time I, I mean, can only come if if they talk about the dress. Moment. Okay. Now he it's was, like a weird so asking wow. thing for, for me. You know, I took I took I had a long what was he sleeve, wearing? a suit. Mm. A, a, a Eddie Bauer. Ooh, I've heard mm. of him. I mean, I asked nice him guy. in the text, "Can you wear that Eddie Bauer suit from uh, your third uh, photograph?" Okay, and he wore it. And so I took the shard of the mirror. I yeah. just, I, I, you know, something came over me. I held onto it. Okay. I was wearing a blazer. Sure. Because I, I auditioned it. that day for T-Mobile. Did you get it? <laughs> um, no. But their mistake, you know? Sure. Can you hear her now? So, <laughs> so I slipped the shard of mirror into my blazer and I just went back to the table. I said to myself, Christy, if he does this one more time, He's you got to put it, you got to put an end to it. But the, here's the thing. Okay. I'm an artist. You are such an artist. I'm an artist. So, an you know, inspiration. I'm not going to kill in the conventional way. No, that would be so boring. And so boring. That's even a worse to be boring. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd, that's the worst thing you could be. Yeah. I'd rather be a murderer than be boring. Well, I have good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I put a little shard of glass in his Caesar salad. Ah. And I said, sweetheart, how's that salad? Sweetheart already. <laughs> Yeah, I felt you really must close have been to him. Excited. I got. I mean, I, 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 at that point, I was acting. Okay, this I was playing a role of a life. I was Meryl yes. Streep Ooh. in Manhattan Diner. I okay. was Meryl Streep, and I real said, Sophie's choice. Let this guy real? live or let this guy die. So how's that salad? And he's like, Oh, I'm feeling really full. I don't know if I can finish it. I was like, oh, Really? You call yourself a man? That must. You have, call yourself a man? That must have crushed him. 
Oh my god! I saw. I he saw. He wanted to die after that. I literally saw his manly balls shrivel <laughs> up under the diner table. They receded back into him. It like it was literally wow. entire, and so he started to eat more and more and more. Good. And then suddenly, I looked uh-huh. at the plate. The shard was gone. And then I'm looking at him. His eyes were welling up <laughs> with tears. Oh, no. And he he started coughing. And he kind of looked at me like, help me. Like, I'm choking on right. something. And I was just like playing the role of like, oh, no. Sure. You're in shock. You can't, I'm in shock. Yeah. If someone chokes in front of you at a diner, you're in shock. You don't know what to do. Especially if it's on glass, but you don't know that. I didn't know what was. I thought it was just a mushroom or something. Mm. <laughs> or like, a piece of pepper like in Mrs. Doubtfire. Exactly. And so I tried to. Can I ask one question? Please. Was it a drive-by fruiting? Was mm. it? <laughs> <laughs> Danny only watches movies for these reasons. You've been waiting I'm, all week to see it. I've seen a clip on YouTube. So, <laughs> to. so he. You're just right there, huh? What was everyone choked. around you doing? You know what? Nobody cared. Mm, you know, the, nobody cared. The restaurant was. Greek diner. Okay. You, you know how they. I have go. heard. They saw, you know, they just couldn't, they didn't want to help. They just, they were busy. They were very busy. They were, and they really, no one really came over and he was choking, choking, choking. And he was saying like, help me, help. Because he could still speak. Yeah. And isn't help that the worst? And you were like, speaking. if you could speak, you're not choking. Yeah, exactly. Hello. He was like, help me. You're so beautiful. Oh, nice, nice. Help me. And I was like, oh my God. And yeah. at that point, I thought about helping him, but. No, Still in the, shock. The damage was done. And I was just like. So what are you going to do? Dig the shard out? No. Allegedly? It's like at this point, you know. He's gone. It he's could have been a crouton. It could have been It might not even have been the shard. It could have been anything. It could have. He could be allergic to lettuce. And then people came, the pair, uh, someone called 9-11. Okay. I've heard of that too. Uh, someone called 9-11 and then help came. And at that point I ran. I fled wow. the scene because I thought to myself, this might be where they do an autopsy. That's, I've watched that's, some health shows. I've, I've watched, watched some, Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Have you seen ER? So I've seen ER. I haven't. Is it so I good? know at that it's really informative. Okay. I'll check it out. Is everyone fucking insane? Where's Keith? This is a safe space, Keith. My God, Keith, you're so honestly, judgmental. Cool. Wow, she's obviously wow. crazy. She's I mean, cool. I'm just saying, Marsha. You know, is, Marsha's great, and she she's always kind of been this inspiration for me. A and leader. I just thought, if this is what I need to do to be on Marsha's good side and to join her in the revolution, I'm gonna fucking do it. Power to the people. Wow, power to the people, and especially women. This is very brave. All right, now I'd like to move on into recommendations. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is the true spirit of America right there. Really brave, good journalism that I did. Um, I also do want to say, Christy, please just surrender to the police. This standoff has gotten insane. Chris, I know you've read about this all up in the news. Um, We love you, Christy. We care about you. We forgive you. We just want you to be safe, so... Please hang in there. Um, and now with that out of the way, wow, how good was that? What a fucking great interviewer I am that I managed to, again, pull something like that out of the depths of another human being. I'm so good at this, Chris. Just give me a chance. That's all I'm asking. One chance. I promise you I won't blow it. I'm really good at blowing things, but I'm really bad at blowing my chances because I never do it. And yes, I have blown Chance the Rapper. And sure, I'll do a podcast about that. 
I don't know how I'm going to get more than 10 episodes out of it, but I will do my damnedest to stretch it. Um, Chris, thank you so much for watching. Hope you're doing well. Say hi to the wife. Say hi to the kids. Say hi to your friends who I also know. Um, and tell them that I'm really sorry that I can't make it to whatever gathering we're doing this weekend. Maybe it's Magic the Gathering and there's another nerd shit thing that I know. Um, but thank you so much for watching. Thank you for giving me the time of day. I really appreciate it. I know you're not going to be upset with me or um, upset that you decided to reach out to me about doing this sort of thing. I also know that you're not going to just ghost me once you realize that I'm not the type of talent that you're looking for. I know that you're going to be very open and clear and communicative. And maybe I'll do a show about learning to pronounce words. People love hearing someone learn something. But I know you'll be very communicative throughout this whole process. Because um, you're a professional and you're great. And I love you. And thank you very much. And I hope to hear from you soon. This is Danny Hatch signing off.